Weight loss and health goal stalls on the ketogenic lifestyle. Welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life podcast, where we bring you the scientific and daily application of living the ketogenic lifestyle. We have helped hundreds reach their weight loss and health goals, but this is far more than that. We want to help you create real life change so that you can live the life God created you for. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin and Danae Davis. Hey guys, welcome to the Our Ketogenic Life uh, podcast. Uh, I'm uh, going solo this week as Danae's not with us, um, but uh, we are going to talk today about weight loss and health goal stalls while doing the ketogenic lifestyle. Um, you know, we're uh, broadcasting this in April of uh, 2021. Uh, a lot of people have made a resolution to start the ketogenic lifestyle, uh, especially in the New Year's. And at this point, you know, some people may be getting to a point where they're not seeing the progress that they once did. And they may be getting frustrated. They may not know what to do uh, and what's causing it. So we're going to talk about that today. And if you stay to the very end, uh, the 10th thing that we're going to talk about is as far as like helping you decide how to overcome these stalls is for those of you that have been on the ketogenic uh, lifestyle and you've tried some of the common things as far as uh, the the top 10 that we're going to talk about and you're still not getting results and uh, you want to know what's going on you know what could be happening Uh, I'm doing everything right what can I do uh, so that I can progress and get to my weight loss and health goals? Now, when we talk about a ketogenic lifestyle, we're not just talking about uh, weight loss. Uh, weight loss is secondary. Uh, what we want to do is get healthy. And a lot of you guys may be having some goals as far as like getting off medication, reducing your blood pressure, reducing your blood sugar feeling better, sleeping better, less joint pains, those type of things. So, you know, if you are one of those and uh, you love the ketogenic lifestyle how like we do, then you want to keep progressing. And we're going to give you some tips here in just a minute. And uh, hopefully that will help you overcome these stalls so that you can uh, go on and live the lifestyle that you, that you want to live. Now, the first question that we have is what is a stall? You know, I've had some people losing weight, uh, losing a pound every day, every other day, you know, five pounds a week. Two weeks go by, you know, they're down to losing one pound a week and they are calling this a stall. Well, it's not necessarily a stall. Uh, It's just the way your body works. So what we want to do is have some kind of definition to where when we are uh, talking about a stall so that we're all on the same page is when uh, you have weight loss or you have these uh, goals that you're hitting uh, and it may be two, three, four weeks and you're not seeing anything change, then I would consider that a stall. And this is the things that you need to listen uh, for as far as some of the things you might be doing to help correct it. You know, when we lose weight, and that's what a lot of people come to us for is uh, weight loss. And and as you know and I know, weight loss is not linear, not meaning that it's not a straight line downward. It's more of like a jagged up and down, up and down, up and down, 
over a one to three or four day period. But what we want to see over a week to week period is that uh, trajectory going downward still. As long as it keeps going down, then I wouldn't consider us in a stall. I just consider that normal physiology. Your body wants homeostasis. It wants to stay the same. And sometimes it will fight change, even if it's improving. So I don't want you to get discouraged if over a month's time you still see a downward trend because ultimately our goal is to get you healthy not the weight loss the weight loss will come after you get healthy and i want you to remember that when we get to our 10th thing as far as what to do is your body will do what you are telling it to do and some of the things that we can help you correct that so uh you know i, I saw a study uh, that showed um there was uh uh, people starting the ketogenic lifestyle in over a nine-month period, uh, they continued to lose weight. And then the next three months, they kind of like they plateaued for three months. But they kept doing the ketogenic lifestyle. And then after about the third month, uh, after doing this for nine months, losing weight, then kind of plateauing for three months, then they started seeing the results happen again. And again, it goes back to the physiology. You know, your body is going to fight change. So that study just kind of, you know, proved what we talked about earlier is, you know, just be persistent, be consistent, and uh, you'll see results. Now, the one thing that I want you to do is not necessarily look at the scales when you're considering a plateau. I want you to look to some of the benefits as far as the ketogenic lifestyle. You know, obviously, if your clothes are fitting more loose, you know, if you're wearing a belt and you have to tighten it up another notch, or you're actually taking uh, measurements. You know, if you're doing those type of things, then, you know, you're, you're seeing progress. You know, you may, might, may not be losing weight as far as on the scale, but you are going to see progress. And that's what we want to see. That's just part of being healthy, especially if you're working out, you know, adding muscle and things like that. That's going to change what's on the scale. So don't necessarily just focus on the scale, you know, uh, focus on how your clothes are fitting. You know, when we all get up and we put on our, you know, our pants or whatever it may be that we're wearing that day, we can feel, are they feeling looser or are they feeling tighter? As long as we uh, continue to see the improvements there, I really wouldn't get in such a rush to make a lot of changes. You know, if you're trying to do a ketogenic lifestyle and your blood pressure is uh, high and you see uh, it going down on, on a consistent basis, you know, then that's showing that you're getting healthy. So don't worry about the stall. Same thing with your blood sugar. You know, if you're someone who takes their blood sugar every day and you are seeing improvements in your blood sugar, then don't fret about, you know, if you haven't lost weight on the scales, you are getting healthy and that's our ultimate goal for you. Um, you know, if you're doing lab work, uh, you know, a lot of times people come in, you know, every three months or something like that and get blood work, you know, whether it be your, like your A1C, which is your uh, average on your blood sugar, it could be your cholesterol, it could be some of the markers that we check on a regular basis on our patients, uh, the inflammatory markers, uh, there's something called a CRP or ESR. If you see those things improving, then you are no you are you know that you are getting more healthy. So again, don't fret about the scales. And lastly, you know if you're having some of the sim, uh, sim, uh, uh, signs like a better skin, uh, if you are having less hunger, you're not hangry. Uh, if you're 
GI symptoms, like if you're bloating, if you have heartburn, diarrhea, or constipation, you know, if those things are improving. And then if you're having less pain, a lot of people talk about having less pain being on the ketogenic lifestyle. So if you are seeing these things, you know, that's a marker you can you can look at. You don't have to have a special test for a lot of these things. You can just see, are you feeling better? And as long as you continue to feel better, you know you're on the right track. Now, if you're one that's slipping up a lot and you're having times where, you know, you're, you're feeling bloated uh, or if you have exacerbations of some pains at some point, you know, you can look back and see what you've eaten. And, you know, that may be the reason why you think that you're having a stalls because maybe you're not doing everything you should be doing. So 10 things to do. As far as like watching, uh, if you think that you're in a stall, uh, things that we talked about, again, it's not a couple of days, two, three, four weeks go by and you don't see improvement in the things that we just talked about. Start looking at these things. All right. So uh, carb creep, you know, if you're one that was tracking food and then all of a sudden you quit tracking food. You may be eating more carbs than what you realize. I see that on a regular basis. First thing I try to do as far as my patients and clients is if I uh, if they say they're on the stall, the first thing I do is just start having them uh, check your uh, macros, check your uh, carbs. And we're going to see, okay, you were doing well with this many carbs. Now you've up to this many, and that's the problem. So the other thing I find with carb creep is... Um, when we are doing a lot of like uh, baking or cooking at home and we're using things like almond flour, uh, which is a better substitute, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But sometimes we may be using too many, uh, too much of this and having too much if even a good thing can be harm, uh, harming your uh, success. So if you're doing a lot of the cooking, make sure that you track those things so you know uh, whether that is something that is going to be detrimental to your progress. Uh, number two, uh, watch your dairy in your nuts. Uh, these are really easy as far as overeating. Now, we don't count calories. We count what we eat. You know, it's more important what you eat. But if you're like me and you sit down with some nuts, uh, you can eat, I can eat three or four servings uh, without even thinking about it because, you know, they're there, they're in a can. Uh, so what I really try to do is kind of measure these out and take them in there and then like in, from my kitchen to my uh, family room. And as I'm watching TV, I, I will eat these, uh, this cup and, you know, I'll wait a little while. And if I think I need, I'm still hungry and I want some more, I'll go get some more. But if I brought the whole can in there, I would be eating and eating and eating and again, really get full before I even know it. And dairy is the same thing, you know, dairy for uh, calorie reasons, but also because sometimes it's inflammatory. And if you're, again, if you're having inflammation, you're not going to get the success that you want. So uh, third thing to do is if you're eating out a lot, eat at home. You know, a lot of times when we go somewhere and uh, someone else is cooking, especially like in a restaurant, we don't know exactly what they are fixing. And, um, you know, the way that they fix it is really important. They may be using bad oils. Uh, they may be adding things to it that uh, you're not really realizing it, like some sugar, because they want the food to taste good because they want you to come back and visit their restaurant. So one thing that you could do is just, you know, eliminate the eating out cook at home, see if you get some progress. You know, if you do get some progress, then it was probably some of the stuff you were eating out that was causing you to have your stall. Uh, number four, uh, track your macros, just like we talked with the uh, carb creep. 
you know, what we have to do with each individual person is find out what percentage of fat, what percentage of carbs, and what percentage of protein each person needs. You know, if you're a 20-year-old working out versus a 60-year-old who doesn't work out, you're probably going to have to have some more macros on a long-term basis, you know, uh, as far as the protein and amount of fat and amount of carbs. So what we want to do is we need to find out what works for you. And you can do this yourself by trial and error. You have to keep track of it. Uh, But sometimes it's good to have somebody that walk with you to help you figure out what it is because, you know, you may be sitting there thinking, okay, do I increase the fat or do I increase the protein? Uh, Am I eating too many carbs? So having someone uh, like a coach like us uh, to help walk you through that, sometimes that will help get you to your goals a little bit quicker and not have to have so many roadblocks and frustrations. Uh, See, number, um, where are we at here? Oh, uh, number five, eat nutrient-dense foods, not processed foods. And what I mean by nutrient-dense foods is usually if it's something that's natural, you know, uh, avocados, um, you know, rather than uh, processed foods like chips, uh, things like that. Um, so what we want to do is, is try to eat more natural foods, um, you know, that has a lot of nutrients in it, uh, like uh, more vegetables, uh, even with the carbs and things like that, that's going to be much better. Uh, eating a good um, uh, piece of like steak or chicken, uh, preferably grass fed if you can get it because it's going to be more nutrient dense. Your body will need the nutrients, and if it's not getting the nutrients that it needs, then you're going to probably a little be a little bit more hungry because your body still needs those nutrients. So the more nutrient-dense food that you eat, you're going to supply your body with what it needs, and you're probably going to eat less, and you're probably going to get over this stop. Uh, number six, avoid uh, keto snacks. Uh, just like we talked about with the, uh, the previous point as far as eating nutrient-dense foods, you know, there's probably nothing wrong with eating a keto snack every now and then, but you don't want to make it a staple. You don't want to be having that every day. Uh, most of the keto snacks are made uh, more healthy than your regular snacks, but you have to look out for the oils. You know, they may have some of the uh, vegetable oils, corn oils that we do not want to uh, uh, eat. So you have to even watch that. And you really just can't look at the labels. You can't look at, you know, keto friendly and think, okay, it's good without investigating what is it made of first. That's the very first and most important question. And then look at the macros. You know, if it has a lot of sugar alcohols, uh, which makes the carb, uh, total carb uh, count go low, you know, they'll tout it as a carb friendly, keto friendly snack. But as you know, and I know, you know, that's not what we want to look at. We want to look at the total carbs because it's much uh, easier uh, and you're going to get more healthy foods by eating, uh, going by total carbs than you are net carbs because they can do a lot of things to make the actual net carbs go down by, again, adding some sugar, alcohols and things like that. But it's not the best thing. You know, if you're doing well, uh, you're losing weight, you're hitting all your health goals, you know, you could probably do that. But if you're listening to this and you're, and you're struggling, you know, these are the things you need to kind of eliminate and maybe in six months go back to try them and see how it affects your body once you get more uh, healthy. Um, the seventh thing you can do is uh, uh, fast and exercise. 
Um, so fasting is so important. You know, you can, uh, if you're not doing it, you can start by doing a 12, 12, 16, 8 uh, fast. If you're used to fasting 16, 18 hours a day, you know, you can do a 24 to 36, even a 48 hour fast. Uh, again, you want to make sure medically you're okay to do these things, you know, check with your provider. But fasting can sometimes help kickstart things and make your insulin a little bit more sensitive so that you can get over these humps. Uh, exercise is so important as well. You know, uh, adding some kind of exercise, uh, depending on your fitness level, uh, you could do cardio. Uh, you could do like some high-intensity interval training. We've had some talks about that before. And then what I think is most important is doing some heavy lifting. And what I mean by heavy heavy lifting, it's, it's really dependent on each person. But just going in, uh, finding something that you can do, especially in a gym, someone teaching you how to do some uh, major muscle uh, movements, uh, such as squats, you know, deadlifts or bench press, because you're using uh, bigger muscles, and you're going to be able to uh, burn more calories by building more muscle and become more insulin sensitive. So make sure you check those two things out as well. Uh, number eight, make sure you're sleeping. You know, if you're not sleeping, you know, your, your hormones can really get out of whack with your cortisol, with your insulin, your sugar, and then it can be uh, causing problems with uh, resistant to weight loss uh, because you have these hormones that maybe not should be there at that levels at that time. Again, we want balance with our hormones. But, you know, if you're not sleeping, you're probably not going to get full rest. You know, one thing that we talk about in uh, our coaching is we have four pillars of health. And we have sleep, exercise, a healing diet, and prayer. You know, and we've talked about uh, incorporating a lot of these in, in overcoming your stalls. So it really goes back to the basics. And so if you get if you get overwhelmed, if you get confused, it's a good place to start. Uh, just going back to those four bases. Are you hitting every one of those? Uh, number nine, are you stressed? Uh, stress is a big killer. It can really wreak havoc on our body systems, whether, you know, it'd be with sleep, like what we just talked about. Uh, it could be uh, leading to more insulin resistance. Uh, and then, you know, are you bored eating? You know, um, that can be a, a problem as well. You may be, you know, sitting around uh, watching TV, things like that, and you just get bored and you eat. You have to have some mindful eating with this. So make sure that, you know, if you're tracking your macros, you know, this is going to be an area that will probably be uncovered if you're doing all the things that we just talked about. And finally, number 10, and this is the one uh, that most people do not probably start with uh, because they're trying to do everything on their own. And that's fine. Uh, you can do those things that we just talked about. But if you've been sitting here listening, thinking, man, I've done all these things. Uh, I'm doing all these things, but I'm still not reaching my goals. Then you need to probably seek help. And, uh, you know, you uh, can go to your provider and talk to them. Uh, we do have a coaching uh, business uh, that we can um, have a, a discussion with you just to see if there's something that we think we can do. But, you know, uh, it, you know, we want to look at what we just talked about. Are you emotionally eating? You know, sometimes having someone to talk to to kind of work through these things can help. Sometimes medications can come be causing problems. You know, there are certain diabetes medicines that make you uh, produce more insulin. And again, if you're having more insulin, you're going to probably develop more insulin resistance and have to have more and more medicine. So you could talk to your provider, you know, can they change some of your medicines? 
you know, if you're taking an antidepressant, there's some antidepressants that can be more prone to uh, causing you to have uh, weight gain. So, you know, just by simply changing some of your medications, again, with medical uh, supervision, may be able to help. You know, if you're taking steroids, you know, if you have some kind of autoimmune disease, uh, if you're having a lot of like breathing problems or if you have allergy problems and you're taking a nose spray, you know, those things can uh, affect uh, the steroid pathway. <clears throat> so we want to make sure that, you know, some of those things um, may be able to be changed and may be able to help you get to reach your goals. Uh, and then some underlying uh, medical problems. You know, uh, if you have thyroid problems, uh, if you've got polycystic ovarian disease or metabolic syndrome, you know, some of those underlying medical problems can really uh, play havoc as far as you getting to your goals. You know, and sometimes you'll need to treat with medication to help uh, get you at goals so you can reach your other goals with weight loss and your overall health. So we want to make sure that there's some, not something underlying that can cause problems. And the other thing that may be causing problems is your hormones. Uh, you know, we have uh, several, and it's usually ladies, who are going through uh, perimenopausal or menopausal times in their life and they are gaining weight like they haven't before. And what happens is when you have estrogen on board, it makes your insulin more sensitive. So if you're going through the change and you're having less estrogen, you know, one of the things that could be happening is if you have less estrogen, it's going to cause more insulin resistance. And the other thing that estrogen does is um, it can uh, play uh, havoc on your serotonin. So, you know, if you're having less serotonin uh, produced, you can actually, that can be the cause of you having more cravings. It may not just be in your head. It may be hormonal that you're having more cravings. And there's all kinds of other things that can be uh, going on. We do some testing, uh, especially on the uh, testosterone pathways. And uh, if you're having problems with, you know, it going down a certain pathway, you may not be able to build muscle as well. And what happens when you don't build as much muscle, uh, you're having more fat. You're either going to have one or the other, usually. Uh, it's a little bit more complicated than that, but usually you'll have one or the other. So if you are going down a hormonal pathway that uh, makes you prone to produce less muscle, you know, that can be a problem as well. Again, uh, though you, you may be exercising like we talked about earlier, but you may not be getting results. And it may have nothing to do with, you know, what you're eating and your exercise. It just may be hormonal and you need to try to change that pathway. So these are the times where it gets a little bit more specific and it gets a little bit difficult to figure out sometimes exactly what's going on in a person because every person is different. Uh, no two people come in. You know, they can have the same complaint, but have totally re different reasons why uh, they're having these stalls uh, due to their underlying medical conditions or their hormones or, or taking certain medications. So, you know, that's the time I think it's important that you seek out somebody. Do not get frustrated. Uh, do not think uh, keto doesn't work for me. Uh, those type of things, those uh, thought process that goes through your head. You know, sometimes you have to alter the ketogenic lifestyle and that's okay. Uh, but sometimes there can be an underlying reason, and it's not just the actual diet. It's just some things going on in your body that needs to be adjusted. And once you adjust those things, then you can start seeing results. So hopefully that's helped, um, you know, with... Uh, with what we do here, you know, we've seen a lot of people have success, uh, get results that they want. 
So we want you to get the results that you want, uh, get the health goals that you want. So we just encourage you to um, stay focused uh, on doing the things that you're supposed to do. Uh, you know, if you need to listen to this again, write them down. That's fine. Go through them. If you're doing all those things and you're still having problems, reach out and see how we can help you. And uh, so today we're going to talk, uh, continue in our catechisms. And number 11 is, it says, can you see God? No, I cannot see God, but he, uh, he always sees me. He's everywhere. He knows everything. He knows what's going on. He cares about each and every one of us. You know, sometimes I think we go through life and, um, you know, things are happening and, you know, we don't think, hey, God doesn't care. He doesn't know I'm, uh, I exist. You know, he walks with us each and every day, whether we think he is or not. So many times uh, in my life that uh, seems like if I uh, felt alone, if I felt distant, it wasn't God pulling away. It was me. It was me uh, getting away from my prayer time. It was getting away from my scripture reading. And, you know, I was kind of like not walking with him. He was always there, but I wasn't. And I uh, look back and, you know, those are the times where things have happened that's drawn me back to him because the most important thing that, that he wants is a relationship with you. It's not about following some rules. It's not about, you know, uh, going through, uh, checking off boxes like going to church, reading a Bible. It's a relationship. He sees you each and every day. He knows, he cares, he knows what you're going through, he knows what's going to happen tomorrow, he knows what's going to happen next week. So he cares about you. And again, if there's any um, questions on that, you know, reach out to me today. We would love to have a conversation with you about that because ultimately that's the most important thing in our lives is the decision that we make to follow or not to follow Christ. So hopefully that's helped, guys. Uh, hopefully today we'll be back here next week. Uh, we have a, a grandbaby that should be born any day now. We just had one two weeks ago. So uh, we're increasing our family here. And uh, we are anxious to uh, see uh, Holden in this world. And um, hopefully by the time we do our next podcast, we will have a, our fourth grandchild. And we are so excited. But remember, guys, be fit and be faithful. This podcast is for informational purposes only. No patient-provider relationship is required or established. This podcast in no way represents the practice of medicine. The information given is to be used at the listener's own risk. Please consult your provider before making any changes, as the contents of this podcast is no substitution for your provider's instruction.